Welcome to this episode of Voicing, a podcast from the Digital Media and Innovation Lab in Ellis Library. I'm your host, Nav Kanal. I'm the head of e-learning technologies at the University of Missouri Libraries. And I'm your co-host, Mia Marchiori. I'm a journalism student at the University of Missouri, and I work in the Digital Media Lab of Ellis Library. Today, we have another special episode. For our guest co-host, we have Aidan Clark, who also works at the Digital Media Lab. And as our guest today, we have Trenton Davis. He is a TAM major, a senior, and we want to talk to him about fashion. We want to talk to him about um, spring fashion as spring's coming. (laughs) How how are you doing, Trenton? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. So, uh, why did you choose TAM? Um, I think that... Fashion and um, like fashion design have always been something that I felt really like passionate about. And um, ever since I was like a really little kid, I would you know I had like sketchbooks and notebooks full of like little colored pencil drawings and everything from the age of like eight onward. Mm-hmm. So it's always been something that I've been really interested in. But I didn't really know that I could like do it in college. Um, and so when I came here, I was a viola major. Um, oh. That's how me and Aiden know each other. Yes. Yeah. We're besties. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was a viola major when I started. Um, and love the viola, still playing it, obviously, but uh, it's it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And um, I started looking for other majors, and I heard about the TAM program here, which I hadn't really known about before then. I was like... Why didn't you guys tell me about this earlier? <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of my like journey of discovering Tam. Yeah. What do you want to do with Tam, like in the future? Um, you know, I, I have. I, I, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> feel like the sky is kind of the limit for me right mm-hmm. now, and I'm really interested in just kind of, um, kind of following my impulses and seeing where things take me. But ultimately, my goal is to start my own brand. Oh, so um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I want to, um, you know, put out a collection eventually. Um, but, you know, before I do that, I'm there's so many other things I could do. I've been really interested in styling lately. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking about maybe going into styling or into, like, film and television wardrobe or something like that. Um, while I'm, you know, just, you know, figuring things out yeah. and getting my first collection all ready to, to put out there. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a senior like project, a capstone project? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing my capstone this semester, and um, we're actually doing a pretty interesting project because um, we've been asked to make our collection um, uh, a an adaptive apparel collection or like a a user centered design approach. So um, we had to pick um, a. Uh, a disabled uh, group of people that we wanted to design for as well as a marginalized group of people that we wanted to design for. So me and my partner are actually designing um, clothing, like modest clothing for Muslim women or any woman who wants to dress modestly, but um, specifically Muslim women. Um, And then we're also making it um, accessible to people with fine motor skill limitations like arthritis, cerebral palsy, Parkinson's, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. For my... Um, I took Tam twelve hundred. Really? Actually, yeah. Did you have a and Carrie? Yes. Yes. She's, a, she's our capstone teacher. Stop, I love so, her. Me too. Yeah. Uh, no, she was like the best professor. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did like the apparel line project, uh-huh. but it was really cool because we had to like use like inclusive design elements yes, and like yes. adaptive apparel. Yeah. And I like really I realized like how much. Um, 
like, because you don't think, like, I don't have, like, like necessarily like a disability or anything like that. And so it's really cool how, like, one small aspect change in yes. cl- like, yes. piece of clothing can, like, really affect everyone's lives yes. and make it, like, yeah. easier for everyone, yeah, honestly. Yeah, you're so right about that. You know, and so that's really cool. Yeah. And I think that's, like, a trend that we're seeing kind of change in the industry. It definitely is. It yeah. really, really is. And, like, right now a lot of, like, bigger brands are starting to kind of understand the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Hilfiger is one that we talk about a lot. Um, the oh, Tommy Adaptive line is... Um, is a line from Tommy Hilfiger that's all adaptive apparel. So, for example, like a lot of their shirts, instead of buttons, they have like magnetic fronts, um, and they're like disguised under buttons. So, um, so it looks like a normal shirt yeah. from the front, but um, you don't have to like fiddle around with those buttons, which can be really challenging for someone with fine motor skill yeah. limitations. Which is like our collection, we have um, we've designed a few looks that have uh, magnetic or like Velcro closures because th- those are real limitations for people yeah yeah that is so interesting I've, I've seen some of these youtube videos where people show how their life is with mm-hmm. uh some limitations some yeah. they either don't have an arm or either arm yeah. and they do some they go through some challenge yes. putting on their clothes yes. with their feet or maybe with one arm is yes that, putting on clothing is it can be like kind of a, a ritual yeah. for them like because it takes up so much of their day um, and a lot of times they have to have a lot of help doing yeah. it um, and so it's really unfortunate that we um, that we haven't been seeing this earlier in yeah. the industry but it's you know it's about time that we've gotten some more people actually thinking about how to make it easier for people to dress themselves. (laughs) When I was doing my research for it, um, for my project, I didn't even think about this, but a big problem that um, came up from a lot of the resources that we found was spilling on yourself. Mm. Like, you know, especially if you have Parkinson's Mm -hmm. or cerebral palsy, Mm -hmm. it can be hard to hold on to things um, or you could have muscle spasms, you know? So um, making like spill-proof clothing even is something that, um, that we didn't even think of. To, to begin with, because we were just thinking of, oh, we don't want to have buttons. We don't want to have right. the, like back zippers or anything. Yeah. But things as simple as that, you mm-hmm. just like don't, that don't click with you because it's not your experience. Right. Yeah. And I think that would be such a beneficial invention like, for me. For <laughs> like, I spill all the time. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Well, and with usability and uh, adaptive uh, design, the, the truth is that anything that works for somebody with disabilities usually also helps exactly. the able body. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say is something, because you mentioned earlier, like, even yourself didn't know about, like, TAM Major yeah. and the program. Like, what's something that the TAM, like, people don't know about in the TAM program that you kind of, like, Oh, well, you know like? what? I think the biggest thing is that people don't really know about it. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't, like, and we've actually, throughout the department, um, since I've been in the TAM program, there have been a couple of times where we've considered changing the name. Um, mm. Because a lot of people aren't really, like, understanding textile and apparel management as, right. as like, a, a field of study. You know, people don't understand what that really means. Um, and people don't understand also that there's different things that you can do within the TAM department. So I'm a product development major, which means that I'm focused mostly on the design process. Um, there's also marketing and management, though. So you could be focusing mostly on marketing and finding target markets and mm-hmm. how to manage and merchandise. Um, uh, in the in the textile and apparel uh, industry, so you know you can do a lot of different things within that major. 
Um, and I didn't I didn't understand that when I first came here, obviously. Um, so it, a lot of people, when I tell them what my major is, they're a little confused. They don't understand. I, I, some, I usually just say fashion design, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of times people don't get it. But yeah. And people are like, what's apparel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've, I've gotten people thinking that it's like shopping, shopping major. Yeah. <laughs> How to properly shop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just to put a, Aiden uh, on the spot, you're, you're oh, a TAM minor, right? No. Or yeah. no. I'm, I'm, I'm a TAM minor. No. Unfortunately, that is not me. You're a TAM minor? Okay, okay. Somebody in the room was a TAM minor. Aiden's music. Not a music minor. Oh, I'm a music minor. I'm a history, oh, history <laughs> major. History major, sociology, and Spanish minor. Now, one, one, one area we completely skipped. Where are you from? Trenton? Oh, I'm from Columbia, actually. Oh, All right. right. Yeah. Um, I lived here for most of my life. Okay. Um, but yeah, I went to Rockbridge High School, graduated in 2017. Um, so yeah, been here for a really long time. My mom works at MU. She's worked at MU oh since uh, since I was a little little kid. So I'm very familiar with the, the community mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Cool. We were talking about, like, while like trying to plan what we were going to talk about in this podcast, mm -hmm. we talk a lot about, like, people who, like, are coming from all these different places to this like big university yeah. with like one giant concentration of like people mm -hmm. and they kind of want to they want to like rebrand like oh, I totally. want I want to wear clothes that I'm not normally comfortable with wearing because I'm seeing all these people wearing it and they look so cute mm -hmm. but I want to switch up this style I want to which is kind of what I did I really stepped out of my comfort zone in my clothes yeah, yeah. I so, definitely hard launched yeah. Trenton 2.0 freshman year yeah. <laughs> and it's also the age you're discovering yourself in other mm -hmm. ways too yeah. um, Especially right now, I feel like trends are moving so quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, I was looking back on my, like, Pinterest boards, and it was, like, pins I saved from, like, just 2019. And I was like, oh, I would never, I would never wear, wear that. that. <laughs> I was like, why? Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. never wear that. And so it's just crazy how, like, fast trends are changing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess while we're on the topic of trends, though, trying and, like, do you have any, like, what are the spring trends, or what are you going to be wearing? You know what I think the... The biggest spring trends are actually the biggest trends probably for the next couple of years mm -hmm. I think are going to be um, retro futurism or like okay. just like kind of a 60s 70s throwback in general oh, so but cool. I'm especially seeing a lot of retro futurism so think like Jetsons or like you know those mm -hmm. old timey um, 60s like space age uh, cartoons and stuff it's really coming back um, 60s makeup is also really coming back um, the like most recent season of Euphoria featured tons of like looks that were totally straight out of the 60s and 70s um, and I, I, that show is a trendsetter in and of itself you know <laughs> yeah. so I'm definitely seeing a lot of um, 60s and 70s revival but there's also like a big kind of revival of this like sort of indie sleaze slash like tumblr aesthetic from like 2011 <laughs> yeah. um and like you know that kind of hipster look is yeah. i think it's sort of being revived a little bit um it's coming back in its own in its own way um as we kind of see like the mick bling and um and y2k trends sort of you know they came back for a little while and i think they're sort of starting to die down a little bit mm -hmm. um and this is kind of where we're going next i think but yeah mm -hmm. uh really interesting i i'm excited mm -hmm. to see it because i've always loved fashion and um makeup and hair of the 70s and 60s like i think it's so cool so i'm excited to see what people are gonna do but when yeah. i think when i think of like the 60s and 70s i just think of so much like color mm -hmm. like even like just so much color one outfit and like right now like like color blocking is a yes. really big trend and just like a lot of like 
like bright colors in your clothes. Like oh. I see those everywhere. They're like in every store. So I can definitely like that's what when I think of the sixties and seventies, I think of just like a lot of color. Yeah, yeah. Like and not a lot of muted. Yeah, outfits. and a lot yeah. of like geometric yes. stuff also. Yeah. Where like it at one point you'd be like though those patterns kinda clash, but like mm-hmm. now, like clashing patterns, like having tons of colors, like that's what the yeah, cool kids it's, do. yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And something both of you mentioned, Mia and Trenton, um you said you know, fashion trends are changing so quickly, and you mentioned some shows are maybe having an event. Mm-hmm. Is that maybe why there are so many changes? There are just so many shows coming up, and they're trying to invent some new way of. I definitely think themselves. it's just like the oversaturation of media in general, not mm-hmm. necessarily only shows, but with streaming and everything mm-hmm. becoming so common now, you can watch anything you want, right? So there's shows on shows on shows coming out. And, um, you know, a lot of them are really speaking to younger generations like Euphoria. Um, and I think that that's one way of, you know, disseminating these trends, but also like TikTok. Being I get to so much outfit inspo from TikTok. scroll for hours and hours and hours and hours on end um, and have your feed totally, completely uh, curated for your interests. That is a, a big way that people are finding like micro trends that they like to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's just the the way um, our, you know, technology and stuff are changing that has really been making trends, I think, turn over really quickly. Mm-hmm. But then also the fast fashion industry is becoming, um, it, it's really reaching its peak, I think. And um, it's becoming, it's reaching decadence in a sense that it's, um, it's kind of on its way out, I think. Um, you know, it's a falling empire. Uh, it's Rome as it's burning down, but uh, <laughs> but it's definitely still like a really a big um, part of the industry is the fast fashion industry, and I think that with um, trends being like, there's basically a new season every week. There's yeah. a 52 season cycle wow. per per year. You know, um, and so when we get to have. Uh, Shein and Fashion Nova and Forever 21 putting out the latest trends as soon as they are as soon as an influencer wears them on Instagram or whatever it's really easy for these trends to catch on really quickly and fade away just as quickly yeah I've realized like media is like such a new form of marketing and like mm-hmm. that's how people or that's how um, companies are making you buy things. Yeah. I'm realizing how often I might not buy the piece of clothing, but how often I'm like just scrolling, scrolling on Instagram yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's such a cute like mm-hmm. pant or whatever. And then I'll like go searching for a pants online, even if I don't buy it. And I've been realizing and catching myself how often I do that and how much like social media yes. has been influencing influencing me you know, like, yeah think, yeah so. and, and like instagram yeah. and like the metaverse and everything like instagram's really changing its platform a lot yeah so that shopping is kind of like at the center yeah. of its of its um of its business model now so yeah it's it's hard to stay away from because i think you know we've kind of become accustomed to these apps already we're not going to mm-hmm. like transition away from them and they know that so now that they they know that they have a really wide audience, they're like, oh, we're going to milk this. We're going to sell them whatever we can. Yeah. Uh, And it works. (laughs) (laughs) Where does sustainable fashion come in from both angles? Sustainable in terms of sustainable material, high-end material, Mm -hmm. 
and on the other hand, uh, what were we talking about? Thrifting and yeah. um, and secondhand stores yes. and secondhand apps. Because we were saying like thrifting has become like a trend. Yeah, it is. In and of itself, it is right it is. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think that. Well, I think sustainability is is going to be the trend to end all trends in the industry, like for the next few decades, you know. And I think that um, now you realize that's your third prediction in the show. So far. <laughs> Quote me on it. Come back to this in ten years. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think that we've reached a breaking point as a society, um, where first of all, it's harder to hide that uh, brands aren't being sustainable, that brands are being unethical. Um, it's harder to keep that under wraps nowadays. They're hopefully going to pivot. Hopefully, um, and I think like the. The thing about sustainability and you know slow fashion and stuff is that when you put it in those terms, it doesn't sound like a it doesn't sound um, efficient like business wise. You know, mm. um, doesn't make sense to waste a lot of time producing clothes um, and paying you know good wages yeah. for for that type of labor um, mm. when you can easily get it from people who are willing to work for only a few pennies. So on one hand, while maybe being sustainable means uh, it's going to be more expensive, mm -hmm. it's ethical, wages yeah. have to be higher. Yeah. Um, and on the other hand, it's opening up a whole other industry of secondhand use, yes, exactly, uh, clothes, exactly. and and there are apps, and people are making it acceptable. You, know, you have influencers going on and saying, hey, look at my, you know, totally, yeah. my uh, this and this shirt, who wants to buy it? Yeah. And then there's a whole industry there too. And and then there are the main, main, more mainstream stores that yes. do secondhand. Yes, and there are so many. There are a lot of um, designers and creative people, um, and you know, people like myself who are just passionate about fashion and um, really want to see a change in the industry. Um, and they're doing a lot of really good work in terms of, you know, reducing waste or um, ethically um, producing their clothing. There's a few brands that I know of. One of them is Zero Waste Daniel. Um, he's uh, a Brooklyn-based designer. He's awesome. Everything he makes is like 100% zero waste. Um, and there's another Brooklyn-based um, house called And Again, and they're also zero waste. Um, and so you, you can, you know, you can follow these creatives online and see how they're going about changing the industry in their own way. And it's on a small scale, but you can get a lot of inspiration from that and you mm -hmm. can also support them. And you mentioned like way earlier mm -hmm. that you might want to start like your own brand. Yeah, yeah. First, that's really cool. <laughs> Second, wait, I'm assuming you would like incorporate like sustainability actions. Yeah, so yeah. like what would be like your vision or like a solution? Yeah, to, so to I mean, the that. goal for me would be and I, um, you know, you have to think about like accessibility and everything, yeah. but honestly the goal for me is not to sell, you know, cheap clothes 52 times, or a cheap yeah. collection like 52 times a year, <laughs> you know? My goal is um, putting out high quality fashion, um, not necessarily trendy even, you know? It, it's fine for me if my, fashion is not on trend, or if it's maybe a little bit ahead of its time or a little bit behind, you know, that's that's not that's not really the point of slow fashion, mm -hmm. because someone's always gonna like something, Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and so I would ideally have like a small workshop, a small atelier, where maybe just a few um, 
you know, seamstresses and tailors, or, or I don't like the word seamstress, sewists, <laughs> sewists and tailors, um, a little bit more gender neutral term, um, uh, working with me, you know, um, helping me um, to produce clothes. Um, but ultimately, you know, I, I don't want it to be too large of a scale operation. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with, you know, maybe the price point being a little bit higher um, for because of that. But I, I do think that it's important for people to be able to invest in high quality clothing that they can feel comfortable wearing because they know it's not, it wasn't produced unethically, it wasn't produced um, exploiting anyone's labor, it wasn't mm-hmm. produced endangering the environment. Um, and in terms of like, you know, how much waste I create or whatever, I haven't decided if being zero waste totally is for me, but um, because of the community that's being you know built in the fashion industry, there are so many designers that I can donate my waste to, mm-hmm. um, and then we can you know have that sense of community and um, and being able to like really support each other in this in this effort to to ch- change the the industry. Yeah. All right. So little jump here. Mm-hmm. Hats and caps. Hats and caps. <laughs> where do they fit in the current fashion? Um, where don't they? I'm wearing one right now. You all can't see me. <laughs> but I, I wear one pretty much every day, actually. Um, I love a hat. I love a cap. Um, right now, I'm not really seeing like a whole lot of trends in terms of headwear, though, or anything. I've been seeing a lot of berets. Okay. Which I love. Okay, you know I love berets. I love berets. You know I love yeah. berets. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you're, you're right. They yeah. actually, I have seen a lot of berets lately. Um, but yeah, I, I think hats are always going to be, always going to be in. Um, and especially, I think, during the spring, you know, a good baseball cap to cover this, your eyes from the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's functional. Functional. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Functional, stylish. I love I love a baseball cap. Well, I love a, any hat, really. Well, a couple of weeks ago, Trin and I went to this, like, uh, party, and it was hat-themed, and I didn't have one. And so, like, mm-hmm. I went over to his apartment, and he's like, you can choose one. And there were, like, eight of them. I had about eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got my pick, so I picked a beret. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I did. It was really cute. She's on trend. Yes. So, oh, is, is this a myth or or is there some truth in there? Men's fashion is limited. Oh, Women's yeah. fashion is unbounded. Um, I mean, if we're talking about like options that you'll find in a store, men's fashion is very limited. Mm-hmm. Men's fashion is boring, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that just in general. Um, I mean, in general, you know, it's it's considered normal for women to be interested in clothes and stuff. And so, obviously, the industry wants to cater to women a little bit more than it caters to men. So you see a lot of the same stuff at stores. If you go to Banana Republic, everything is... I, I make this comment every time I go to Banana Republic. <laughs> everything is in the color khaki, navy, or olive green. Or black or brown, you know? Yeah. But, like, there's not a lot of color going All on. All earth tones. Very neutral. Earth tones. Yeah, very, yeah. very, like, muted earth tones. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of the same silhouettes and everything. And so I would, you know, encourage any man who's really interested in fashion, um, or anyone who's not a woman who's interested in fashion, to really consider, like, 
mixing and matching, you know, menswear and women's wear. Um, I've got plenty of things in my wardrobe that were, you know, technically women's wear that I feel like I can pull off just fine. You know, yeah, yeah. gone, gone are the days where you know, men, well, at least in in Western society, yeah. where men wear colorful clothes and frills and things. Mm-hmm. In in some Eastern uh, countries and uh, South Southeast Asia, uh, where I'm from. Men still wear colorful shirts yeah. and colorful clothes and suits. Yes. Um, but then I realized if I were to wear something like that here, it kind of not fit. Yeah. And you know what? That's also another thing that people need to be okay with is not fitting. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> because honestly, I'd rather stick out than be boring or than like feel boring. You yeah. know, I'm not here to entertain anyone or whatever. I don't put on an outfit in the morning and think that, you know oh, I'm going to turn heads in this. You know, I, like, <laughs> I, I put it on because I like it mm-hmm. um, and because I, I feel cool in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that the men's fashion um, sector um, really needs to, to broaden itself a little bit. And um, I definitely, I'm seeing that a lot um, with higher end and like runway and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, a 90 degree turn in our conversation. Mm-hmm. That, those are my transitions, by the way. <laughs> um, how do you use the library as a student, as a TAM major? Uh, how do you use the libraries and resources here? No, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, you know, I printing is not something I've done anywhere other than at the library, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. So printing is a big one. Um, I'm not so much a like library studier, really. I don't. Um, I don't. F- feel my um my most productive in a library setting but i definitely feel like it's great to have that like option that resource and the, the fact that you know there's different like areas of the library where you can be like a little bit louder a little bit quieter or whatever is awesome um and i've definitely had to use like some of the library resources um especially you know writing papers i'm taking i took like this year I've taken two writing intensive courses. Mm. Um, and so, you know, having to take those writing intensive courses like back to back, you get really familiar with the, the library resources online. Yeah. yeah. And have you ever made it to special collections? No, right. not actually, not since I've been a student at MU, but you know, growing up in the town and my mom working here, I have um, before. I saw this, it was like a collection of like the world's smallest books. Mm, They were so tiny. Wait, how tiny were they? Let me tell you. (laughs) So there was this one, there was this one book and it was like sitting on a little, um, like a little placard or something um, Mm. about the size of a postage stamp. And me and my mom look at it and we're like, oh, that's pretty little. But like a lot of these books are a lot smaller than that. This is like the size of a postage stamp. And then we looked closer and we see this little square in the center of it. A tiny little square in the center. And I'm like, well, I want to read it. I'm yeah. in there. I mean, get like a magnifying glass. Yeah. yeah, you can almost, uh, almost imagine a monk like scribbling yeah. away. Yeah. In the middle. <laughs> And candlelight. Yeah. And there's probably, knowing knowing like all the effort that people put in there, there's probably like illuminations and like artwork yeah. in there and everything. Also, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I thought it was really interesting. But yeah, that's another cool thing about like what we have here at the library. It's such a good resource. Mm-hmm. So, and this is just a very general question, okay. but um, like, why do you love fashion? Like, why do you care? That's a good question. <laughs> you know, I don't know. 
know. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, yeah. I, I just know I have for, for, for pretty much ever. Yeah. Um, I think that as a as a kid, I was always just really interested in like creative stuff, mm-hmm. art and everything. I, I played the viola, obviously. Um, I, I took dance lessons. Um, and I, I was just really interested in like creative pursuits. Um, and I think that what really got me interested in fashion actually was my interest in music and mm-hmm. theater because I remember when I was a little kid, I used to love the costumes of um, the Lion King musical, the Broadway Lion King oh musical. Gosh, yeah. First thing I ever saw on Broadway. Um, and it it changed my life. Like, I honestly, it honestly changed the, the, the trajectory of my life yeah. because um, I was so just like blown away by the creativity of mm-hmm. it and the beauty of it. Um, and you know, the Lion King specifically was a really important um, movie to me as a kid and then also the connection um, to Africa and as a black person you know that was really special to me um, and the costumes of the of the Broadway musical really honored Africa so much and so that was really what drew me in um, and I remember I got the the little like playbook the picture book um, as a souvenir after after the play uh, after the performance, and I, I had to get it laminated because I read it so much. Like it was, <laughs> it bad. was, it was always in my backpack. And then, like <laughs> as soon as I got home from school, it was in my lap, and I was yeah. reading it and looking at it. Um, and so that was like kind of the first um, thing that really got me interested in, you know, any sort of fashion mm-hmm. type of art. Um, and then once I got a little bit older, I started getting really interested in like drawing stuff. And so like I would pick. I loved opera. I still love opera. Okay, no. um, I loved opera as a kid. Honestly, and me too. I love yes, opera. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Unpopular. I loved it so much. And yeah. um, one of my favorite things to do was to pick like an opera that I really liked mm-hmm. and design like costumes for it. Like pick a different setting for it and design costumes. So you know, I'm you. I'm looking at the opera like. Marriage of Figaro or something. They just did that. Yeah, they were just here this weekend. Yes, great opera, by the way. Um, Think about the opera Marriage of Figaro. It takes place in, like, 18th century Italy or whatever. What would it look like if it took place in feudal Japan? You know what I mean? (laughs) And, like, design costumes for it that way to kind of represent the characters um, in a way that uh, is, you know, really taking my own creativity and challenging me to, um, to be really creative with it. And so that was something that I did a lot as a kid um, also. And it just kept going, never stopped doing it really. <laughs> um, then, you know, around high school is when I started getting into like, you know, actual fashion, like runway and stuff. Um, and a, a big, <laughs> this is funny, a big influence for that for me was this show. I don't know if you've heard of it. It only, it was pretty short lived. It was called Scream Queens. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Scream Queens. <laughs> Really, Love really, that show. really, really stylish, um, and also kind of ugly fashion too. And um, they were just super like exaggerated and raunchy yes, with it. It was totally. so fun, so over yeah. the top, so tacky, and like you know, it was it was a, it's a satirical show. Yeah. So it's meant to be just absolutely unhinged, um, and that it was. And I was so like in love with the costumes and stuff in that show. And that was what really got me interested in like designer and runway fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, all these little, these little experiences that you have as a kid, you know, seeing a play on Broadway or watching a show, they can really change your life and like your perception of what you want to do um, in the world. And yeah, that was how I, you know, 
came to understand that I loved fashion. I don't understand why. <laughs> oh, that's so cool, though. Yeah, thank you. Back in 2008 or so, uh, tights were coming into fashion, uh -huh. and everybody had everything to say about it. Like uh -huh. Everyone had an opinion, yeah. <laughs> and everybody said, ah, this is just not going to last, yeah. and mm -hmm. they're still around. Yeah, yeah. Some, things, some things stick. Yeah, they're, but you know, what's, you, know what, you know what's like totally out, though, or not even totally out, but like people are so people are so anti skinny jean right now, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and uh, I think it's really interesting because like back when I was in like middle school, high school, like that was all we wore, that was all I had. No, it needed to yeah. be the tightest jeans. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like you, like, like, they couldn't, they couldn't look like they were like coming off my skin. Absolutely, yeah. 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 <laughs> absolutely not. You, yeah. you, like if you could fit your hand in your pocket, you were doing something. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so so like, but with the. Like tights and like leggings and stuff, um, especially with leggings, leggings starting to yeah. see a lot of like um, different legging fits. People are like really interested in like the flared bottom now. Yeah. Um, so like trend trend forecasts wear flared bottom leggings. <laughs> you know, like that's I'm seeing that a lot. Um, and you know, people are. Um, I think part of it is the changing socioeconomic situations and everything like for example apparently i don't i don't know what causes this but apparently like during a period of economic like retraction during economic turmoil the hemlines always get longer on dresses and if you look around long hemlines are in people aren't wearing as short of uh, skirts and dresses anymore um, at least not within the past couple of years. Yeah, maxi skirts are coming back. Yeah. Maxi skirts are coming I love back. a good maxi skirt. Cottage core, like, you know, yeah. longer things are coming back. Yeah. Um, Mini dresses. Yeah. So, like, interesting. It's so, so interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting how, like, people respond to different things, you yeah. know, with the way they dress. Without even, like, because I would have never thought about that. Yeah. No, me neither. I'm not like, like oh, hey. a lot of people are wearing maxi skirts. Yeah. Like, exactly. I kind of want a long skirt. Yeah, but, yeah. It, you know, it happened in 2008 um, during the recession. Uh, happened during the Great Depression also. You know, it's cyclical. Yeah. There's and a lot of cyclical so trends in the industry. I'm not a psychologist, obviously, but mm -hmm. I, it kind of seems to go with comfort. Uh, yeah, and I would security. Imagine. So it's almost like um, another trend in men, especially are beards and big beards uh -huh. and mustaches. Yeah. You know, I, I want to look more masculine. Yes. Times are hard. This gives me the confidence. You know, mm. jobs are being lost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. So bell bottom, bell bottoms, maybe back. Up. Yes. You yes. mentioned flares. Quote me, quote me on that. <laughs> bell bottoms are going to be back as for men and women. And so will skinny jeans. They'll eventually. Low rise is coming back. Uh, low rise are coming back. I've been wearing like some low rise. Okay. And I don't know. I maybe okay. it's more. The feeling is that like, oh, I'm wearing low rise, mm -hmm. and so like it feels more like cool. Yeah. Just because like. It's not like currently the trend, but I also like I do really appreciate like high rise, and I know that like yeah. especially like women like yeah. high rise jeans are just like I'm glad they're well, as, more trendy than low rise. As, yeah, as as low rise jeans come a little bit more into trend for women, mm -hmm. high waisted pants are really starting to become in for men. Mm -hmm. I've noticed, oh, and a lot of guys are starting to be like a little bit more fashion conscious and style conscious because you know there's like a lot of cool guys that you can follow on TikTok that'll show you how to dress yourself um to you know look really stylish and really cool and um a lot of guys have been you know experimenting with 
more, you know, like traditionally feminine um, articles of clothing. A lot of guys are painting their nails recent, or you know, in recent yeah. years, wearing makeup, guy liners back. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not just a, a a punk thing anymore. Like people are wearing eyeliner, or guys are wearing eyeliner now. I think that's so cool. I I, I love seeing how how people can can take fashion and make it their own really and the fact that people are becoming more comfortable with that and the fact that it's becoming more normal normalized is really is really great because i i don't think that previous generations actually have really had you know this much access um you know stylish men back in the day they were stylish because they read like magazines or something you have to have like a, a subscription and all that now you can follow someone on instagram mm-hmm. um and i think that that's really helped people kind of discover fashion and discover their style we have more questions but i think it's time to wrap up okay <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh for joining us today Trenton, it was so <laughs> nice to meet you and this was so much fun um and aiden too thanks for aiden, being thank here yes. it was fun your insight yeah I'm, I'm really happy to have done this yeah. i think i'm gonna i'm gonna start my own podcast oh wait you should <laughs> oh, i would listen yeah. they up you can reserve this room yeah oh really yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> open to everybody yeah this one or the booth next door if you're doing your solo project mm-hmm. you know what don't tempt me <laughs> oh, please we're tempting Y'all you be sick of me we sick of my podcast well, we're tempting you do it yes <laughs> it's free so <laughs> thanks again for tuning in to voice in we will see you next time thank you for listening to voice in i'm nav canal and i'm mia marquiori and this is voice in until next time